Welcome to the Nailed It Wall. Ah! On this week's episode, we have two very special guests. Our first guest is Lori Grabham from American Airlines. And one of our very own Sierra Verde Vipers, her daughter, Sophie Grabham. We're going to talk about all things equity in STEM, drones, buckle up, and enjoy the ride. Welcome to episode nine of the Nailed It Wall. I'm Mr. Lane, the STEM guy. And I'm Mrs. Schofield. And we have two very special guests today. I could not be more excited about these two guests. Uh, I had one of these students as a third grader my first year teaching at Sierra Verde. It's hard to believe she's an eighth grader today. Crazy. Sophie, introduce yourself. Hi. All right. (laughs) It's an early Sunday morning. Sophie has made an appearance on the Nailed It Wall. Uh, Another special guest we have, an amazing parent. STEM ambassador, role model, extraordinaire. I mean, you name it. Lori, you do it. Introduce yourself. Hi, I am Lori Grabham, and obviously the mother to Sophia Grabham. And I work at American Airlines in technologies. I support all of our maintenance and engineering folks with data. You know, data drives a lot of things, and we, you know, drive safety with data. And we utilize a lot of that to, um, you know, really help with on-time performance at American and, uh, you know, just a lot of things that we do to help solve a lot of problems. Just an overall rock star. That, well, exactly. I don't know about that. My, my, my mind's already blown. Well, we're, we're, I can't wait to get started because, you know, this is just my favorite group of people right here in one room together again recording episode nine of the podcast. Uh, to start off, we always like to start off how we nailed it, failed it to kick off our week in a good way or a bad way. The Nailed It Wall is hanging in Sophie's science classroom. Have you made the Nailed It Wall yet? I have not. You have not. All right. <laughs> there, there's still time, Sophie. Sophie is still not on the Nailed It Wall. Now, where do you guys, what do you guys feel about ordering online in-store pickup? Oh, that's amazing. I love it. I actually have not done that. You have not done that. I have not done that. So our good friend, Mrs. Englerth, she she does order an online in-store pickup at Fry's. I didn't even know you could do that. She's a boss at Oh, it. she is. I mean, she's like doing her grocery shopping in two seconds. She's getting all these things. Shout out to Mrs. Englerth. Go, girl. Now, <laughs> last two weeks, I've gone to Home Depot. I was looking for this, this part for my hose. I got a leak in my hose. I need to find this part. I went the first week. I couldn't. I couldn't find it. And I love that now you can find the aisle exactly where things yeah. are because I don't waste any time looking around finding these things. I know the aisle where it is. And no offense, that could take you a long time. Yes, to exactly. Or like the yes. average bear. <laughs> Directions are not my strong point. So I went in. I didn't get the first week. I still had the leak the next week, obviously, because I didn't fix the problem. So I went back. Same aisle. I asked three people. They couldn't find it. And I had other errands to run with my kids. We're outside in the garden department. It's 114 degrees. I gave up. In that line, I was like, that's it. I'm ordering in-store pickup. I ordered it. I walked out of there. I ran my other errands. I got a text message. It told me my they found the part. Whoever, whoever found the part. I walked in. I scanned the QR code. And then, uh, and then just this locker just magically pops open, paid for, grabbed my part, and I walked out in two seconds. And my mind is blown. I was like, I was like, this, this is the new way of yes. computer science controlling our lives. And then it gets better. And then I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. And then the Arrowhead Apple Store. Have you been to the Arrowhead Apple Store? In the mall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's a mess. It, it, that, yeah. Just to get someone to talk to you there, it, yes. it's, it's, it's probably 20 to 30 minutes. No offense. I'm sure you're working hard, but there's some kinks. Yes, I, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> so I 
finally we got Ryan his first iPad. I went to up by where Stan works. Is that like the yeah, Scottsdale Quarter? Yeah. Um, I just the online store pickup. I walked in. The person greeted me right there. I was like, I did an online pickup, online in store, online pickup. Within two minutes, I had this iPad in my hand in service. Oh, it's just that's like a Christmas miracle. It is. It really yeah. is. It, really is. It has changed my life. I, me too. And you okay? I probably shouldn't tell you this story because this Perfect. is my secret. Oh, that, that, that's what the podcast it's my is secret. about. It is yeah. my secret. Speaking of that. I probably shouldn't admit this, but Target. We go to Target and we're shopping for bathing suits. My girls try on bathing suits in the dressing room. And, you know, they can be expensive. And so I just decided this was my first time experiencing ordering online pickup in the store. I decided to scan the, the barcode of their bathing suits and they were on sale online. Wow. So they were buy one, get one half off. So wow. I scanned their bathing suits and I said, sorry, you're going to have to wait because we're going to order these online and get a discount. So we ordered them online. Literally, it, while we were shopping, my package was ready in the store. Wow. So not only, so it's a huge discount. Yeah. So it was very exciting. I'm going to just scan everything in Target from now on. I know. And then just walk it right there. Because sometimes they're online. I'm never yeah. going to be able to finish my shopping. I'm just going to spend so much yeah. time. I know. Mm -hmm. I know. It's now, great. are you part of Target Circle? That's like their new thing where That's, you get more yes. bonuses. See? Yes, I, I am. I need to get on I, I told Christy yeah, you got to yeah. get on Target Circle. Now yeah. it's, yeah. It's Target yeah, yeah. Circle. Yep. All right, now. We are taking sponsors, Target. Yes. <laughs> I, I love that you're so, love I, I love you're, I love you're so passionate about this. Uh, yes. I mean, it just changed my life. It, it literally <laughs> has too. just changed my life. And I'm not I even afraid it. of it now. It's like That's anyone I talk step. to, I, I share the story. I'm like, I'm like, Apple Store, home. I'm like, I couldn't find it. And I was like, someone else is going to find it. And I mean, people in the store could not find this part. And it was driving me crazy. That is awesome, though. I, I Toting love my it. two little kids around. and we, You we, know what's going to happen? You're going to be driving home, and then a drone's going to come, and then they're going to catch you, and just, like, you're going to get it right oh then and there. Oh, my goodness. Before you even get home. Through the window. Yeah. Yes. Oh, all right. What could go <laughs> wrong with this plan? Hold, hold, that, <laughs> hold that thought Drone there. delivery to the moving vehicle. All right, Schofield, <laughs> how have you nailed it this week? Oh, my gosh. I had such a, such a week. Um, highs and lows. First of all, we had several highs this week. Very good, nailed it. So we have two student listeners that we found out this week that have been um, subscribing. So I want to give a shout out to Brian and to Brayden and thank them for their support. And that meant so much to us because um, they just kind of, they took it upon themselves to look up the pod and they listened to it and they gave feedback and that's what we would, you know, we love to hear that. And then Brian, that was such a highlight of our morning because as he was telling us and he was so excited, <laughs> he flipped off his chair and landed on the ground. And, um, and so- He's someone, okay, he's, he's okay. okay. He's, he's okay, he's okay. But um, the class was like, take his picture and put that on the nailed it wall. Well, first he, first he said, as he landed he's like he's like nailed it <laughs> that's right and it was so awesome <laughs> he did because that's very much like become a culture of our school and you know through you know what you teach in your class and what I teach in my class it's just something that definitely the eighth grade um, students are super versed in about our thoughts on failed it and nailed it and so it's a really cool highlight for us and our podcast went all the way to Ireland this week which was huge for us so thank you I give credit Sam awesome. the bomb yeah. I mean, all, all the listeners are loving Sam he, he'll be back soon I've gotten many tweet messages He's saying awesome. we need more Sam I have a fever and the only cure is more Sam yeah I think that's paraphrasing but yeah um, <laughs> so then the other thing was this week we have this student who actually was really instrumental in today's setup with having the two of you on we have 
have not done four mics, but he is apparently well versed in the world of podcasting and mics and all that. Live streaming. Yeah, live streaming. So a uh, big thank you to Brendan for that. And he kind of broke things down for us. And that was amazing. We learned so much. But then also he decided to take it upon himself to solve the cube this week. And he came in during RTI. I'm not his teacher for RTI, but he came in. And within 15 minutes, he solved it. And he was so proud. And he sent his mom the picture. And she said he said she cried. Um, and so we're very proud of him. And then we, of course, put it up on the nailed it wall. Um, as far as nailed it the other way, um, I'm going to kind of let Sophie talk about that because she can really attest to how bad I nailed it with um, a new purchase that we made. So do you want to take over? Um, so <laughs> <laughs> in science class, we were making a foldoscope. And it's basically the scope, the microscope that you make on yourself. They give you a little packet and you have your own materials with it. And I did not do so well. <laughs> What's it made of? It's paper. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's like an origami, right? Yeah, it's like a huge origami tel tel like microscope. And I could not do it during the class time we did it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do so well. <laughs> no, full, full scopes are an awesome thing. It's they really like. Are. Thank you wow. to PTSO last year. We mm -hmm. were able to port purchase 800 fold scopes. And basically, it's a microscope in your pocket, you know, for wow. for pennies on the dollar. Like, it's insane, like, what you can do with these things. You can do black lights with the iPhone, like, put these things up on the wall. And it was, like, the ultimate. And then Reed came into my classroom. He's like, I need all the fold scopes. We're going to fold. I'm like, you're going to fold 800 of these fold scopes? And we thank goodness. We were a little too aggressive with that plan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and thank goodness the eighth graders rolled this out. I was going to, like, try to do, like, fourth and fifth graders. And, like, I went in there, and the eighth graders were working so hard it was like the ultimate ikea furniture yeah it really was but you know the other thing is foldoscope when i when i tweeted this out this on friday they responded and sent a tutorial video that they recommend us using so going forward with the ones we have not done which is quite a lot um we're gonna go that route but it was it was it appropriately challenging like did you did you curl up into the fetal position or did you make it through um <laughs> In the middle of both. <laughs> <laughs> I have to respect that answer. But all the kids loved it. And like yeah. when you said it, I was like, I was like, this is gonna be the ultimate challenge of perseverance. I'm like, you have to do this. It's gonna be so great. And the kids that did it, they were so excited, like seeing Philip. Um, trying to think of Juliana. Uh, there were several. Bailey came in. Kieran's sister. Who's Kieran's sister? Um, Wofford. Um, she was so excited. I don't, I don't know. know who that is, but um, <laughs> maybe I said the last. I did way. give you full credit, saying that you felt that they could do this, so they all knew uh, that that was. But it, it really was. I probably would have shied away as a teacher. You kind of want to sometimes play it safe for things, so I was going to have them all made ahead of time. Clearly, that could not have been me, though, because that would not have been my strength. But yeah, so. But the kids are so excited, and yeah. like, I'm glad you did it. I Sophie, am too. Great job on nailing it there. <laughs> all right, Lori, have you nailed it this week? You know, sorta. I it was so I did a pitch this week at American Airlines, and I spent a lot of time on a PowerPoint presentation. You know. And it was. Ugh, by I, the way, I, I know, I know. How, how are you no. not using Google Slides? I mean, seriously, it was awful, right? right that was on. my lesson. I, yeah. It was, it was a total fail. But and I pitched it this week, and the gentleman, he's our emerging tech leader at American Airlines, and he looked at my literally took my paper from me, looked at it, and said, "This is going to give me cataracts." and basically give him a seizure. And mm -hmm. it was a total fail, but what came out of that was 
you know, my idea of what I was pitching, he loved, but he said, go wider. Don't just have a narrow focus, go wider. And so I came back out of it feeling good because I was on the right track, but yet it felt so good to know that I needed to think bigger. Yeah. So it was kind of cool. Wow. That's the whole point of failure, too, is yeah. like how you frame it and what you take away from it. Yep, absolutely. Now, yeah. why? Was there just so much information on it? Is that what yes. was going to? Okay. Yes, way so. too much. My And the way, you know, I, it was everything that I was thinking was put on this paper, when really it should have been, you know, just a very high level and then me talking through it. But, yeah, that was Oh, wow, great advice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love where this pot is going. Um, before we move on, I just have to do another celebration. I mean, uh, one of our big goals this year, uh, me and you have talked about, about AR, VR, and education. Me and you have talked about this a lot. Um, you rolled up the Merge Cubes. Can you kind of touch on that? Because I think that was, you know, that was one of our big goals. Another shout out to PTSO. Yeah, They huge. purchased us, me and you, 30 Merge Cubes last year. You know, and just, you know, as a quick thing about PTSO is, you know, the things that we tend to ask for, they're not like uh, your everyday things. And every single time we come to them with something that's kind of outside the box, they are so supportive and they just, you know, they, they back us and they get us these things and they know that we'll actually do something with them. So we really do appreciate that kind of uh belief and support that we get from them. So we got these merge cubes, but we got them towards the end of the school year. So, and for me, like we had seen something about cells, but it, you know, I knew that wasn't going to be coming until, you know, this school year. So I had actually, to be honest, forgotten about that part. And I was going to do the cells thing. And you said, don't forget the merge cubes. Like you had talked about doing the cell thing that we found. And so, you know, quickly I shifted things. And so we did that. And um, so it, what do you think of it, Sophie? What do you think of the cells um so it's a completely new topic for me like we kind of touched on it in sixth grade but it was a lot different so I wasn't really used to how it worked and the breakdown of it so it was challenging but it was really fun to learn about yeah what do you think about the merge cubes though like when oh, you got to like cubes. yeah so like when you like had that cell in your hand what, what was that like did you make more connections like was it kind of fun to kind of tap the animal and then see the animal cell? So those were really cool. I liked the how it was looked. It was just like really cool. Like this, like the study of it. Like to click on an animal and then it tells you all about that specific part of a cell. That was really educational and fun at the same time. It made the whole learning cells process really fun. I'm glad. I really like them. I mean, it really was amazing. And honestly, the funny thing was. Uh, you know for your class that's my advanced science class and I just thought you know like you know are they gonna like this and like there were people that were like gasping and they were so excited because I yeah. think it was something so different but to see a cell and be able to manipulate it and take those parts out and then you're just seeing what that responsibility you know that organelle does it was really a cool thing mm -hmm. and I was so glad that we ended up being able to do that yeah it was really they cool. all liked how squishy they were that's yeah I got that all day. these are so squishy yeah. <laughs> and then I love what Kyle said he's like, he's like how can I program these on yes. my my own and create my own yeah. which I totally loved and wow. which yeah. I'm going to start doing the co-spaces with that group here which yeah, got, got me excited that well and then that one kid Sam who I'll just not my Sam but a different Sam who's an awesome kid he said there's like a hundred things possible or a thousand things possible in this one cube how is that possible that you can do all these things but it's just a cube and that's the power of AR is like there's so many apps and there's so many apps created there's so many apps that will be created by companies but then the student potential for that and teacher potential is crazy through the roof. 
Yeah, I just want to say I'm proud of you. I'm Thank so glad you. that you rolled that awesome. out. And, Super um, fun. And me and you always talk about going back and forth, and you're like, I'm here and here and introducing. I'm like, what? I'm like, you got to get the merch cubes. And like within I two seconds, you that. got the app. It was $1.99 for the sales app or $2.99. It was $2.99. It was Money $2.99. well spent. Yeah. Money well spent for sure. Just like the pictures. Like, just check them out on Twitter. They were just so amazing. Merge Cube was, did they retweet you? They did. They it did. got a lot they, of love this week. Oh. Um, yeah. Merge Cube and then the app, which was that funny name for oh, the yeah, company. Oh, yeah, like the follower. Like, Double I, half I, yeah. Nelson or something yeah. like that. I remember what it was. But, you know, and kudos to them. I mean, we as teachers, you want to be able to do something that's instead of just, okay, pull up this picture of the cell and it's very stagnant. That was super um, meaningful to them because they could kind of interact with it in a better way. So, And that was the whole thing with CenturyLink with those with the grant that I got to get the iPads was I wanted to be able to do more VR, AR things in the classroom to get eighth graders excited about science in a new way. So wow, that's amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. All right. An amazing week, we always yeah. say we want to make the weeks better and better. Um, again, I'm so proud of you, my friend Sophie. It, it went it's in her hands, you know, she was holding the cell in her hand. It's so awesome. With that, we're gonna shift gears a little bit here. Um, I love your story, Lori. Uh, do you want to kind of talk about your love of aviation, kind of like how you got into this whole field and like where you kind of see yourself going? Yeah, I actually was inspired really young. I was sixth grade and my best friend invited me to an air show. I bo- was born and raised in Daytona Beach and I went to the air show and just it was it just blew me away. And I think the jets and what they could do and just aviation in general. And it was at that moment truly that, you know, that's where I wanted to be. That's that's where I was that's what I was gonna do. And so from sixth grade on, <clears throat> my whole future was looking at how I can get there and what was I gonna, you know, do in school to help prepare me to be be in aviation. And I had a lot of friends, took me flying and I just it was Those are some good friends. Yes, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. They were airline pilots, or actually going through Embry Riddle Aeronautical University, and in Rhode up, Island, right? No, this no, was, was I no, but they this was in Daytona, okay. and then I moved to Rhode Island in high school, and they would come up as you know at this point they were uh, commercial pilots, and so they would come up and visit, and I just always wanted to just soak that in with their career and what they were doing and where they were going. You know, it was just fascinating to me. And, you know, through high school, I uh, wanted to go back and go to Embry-Riddle. And so I kind of pursued that, you know, through school and took a lot of my math, math classes to where when I went in, into Embry-Riddle, I didn't have, I really kind of got right into aviation at the time. And so, um, yeah, so I did that and then came out, worked for the government and, and uh, then got a job with America West, which is now American Airlines. So. That's so awesome. Yeah. I remember in third grade, we were going to the zoo and we were driving by Luke Air Force oh. Base and you were a chaperone and you were you were naming like this plane, this plane. Yeah. You were just like, your eyes were just like, I you know, just it. looking to the sky and you were telling all the kids around you like, you know, what this was. And I was just like so blown away that you knew like all these different fighter jets that were just like flying based off the sounds of yeah. the motors. And I was just like, whoa, it like you know your old. stuff. Yeah. yeah, I love it. I just yesterday or the day before yesterday, Friday, I went to the airport and just recorded a triple seven, you know, taking off. It was going to London, and I don't know. I just love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah, that's uh, that's so awesome. Now, where do you see your role in getting girls excited? Your own daughters, like you know, all these things that you do, like 
you know, with uh, AUVSI, did I say that right? Yes. What does yeah, AUVSI yeah. stand for? The Association for Unmanned <laughs> Systems Vehicle International. Okay. So wow. it's a, yeah, it's That's a, a basically a, a, a trade, the largest trade organization for unmanned systems. So it's not only air, it's, it's ground and it's water, uh, robots basically. And so, uh, you know, I've been involved in that organization for the last several years, and it's really an advocacy, it's education around unmanned systems, which, you know, is really our future. Um, so I have loved being involved with them, but even, you know, I, when I went through college, um, I was in classes with being the only female, and I'm, I was very introverted, I was very shy, and I felt like I didn't, learn what I should have because I always wanted in the back of the room. I didn't want to be that standout, I look different person. And not that I probably was, nobody cared, but I felt like I just stood out. And so I always sat in the back of the room. I was never the one that would, you know, raise my hand and ask questions because I didn't want to, you know, look like an idiot, I guess, or someone staring at me like, oh, she doesn't know, she's a girl, she shouldn't be here. And it isn't that I think that they probably bought that. It was my own confidence in that and believing in myself that I definitely was there for a reason. And so I think as I, you know, went through college and it was a wonderful experience and then, you know, got into a, uh, an aviation career, um, it was then that I realized why was I like that and how can I make sure that females that come up behind me, you know, have that confidence and know that they can do that and uh, just inspiring, you know, young females. And, you know, of course now it's different. You know, I walk across our university today and there's so many females and, you know, I love it. Which I is love huge. It. it is, it is. And, you know, even the ratios for engineers, pilots, you know, astronauts, they're still really low, but they're they're coming up. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's amazing to watch. So I love inspiring them and just mentoring. You know, they, that's what I think anybody needs really, you know, male or female, a mentor that can just guide them through, you know, these things are possible and that awareness of what's out there, so. Wow, your face, I mean, I wish like, again, <laughs> we, could, we could get to the video podcast and because like just your face and just like as you share that story is just like so powerful. Yes. I got goosebumps as you kind of went through there and um, and I think I think that's so true, it's a big thing like what Christy does with the Moxie Girls about inspiring those with, um, mentors and the thing I love about you is like how geeked up you get about oh, technology like I remember in third grade you'd always be sending me these things I'm still waiting for that watch drone to come out for like the people like rock climbing um, yeah, and cool. you know and one of my favorite like mentors we had was I mean like your sister Liz, I, I, I wasn't there for that last year your yeah, sister was York. amazing last yeah. year walking through New York oh, City so and cool. the girls amazing. the girls she were is. just so excited like yeah. just to see that part but the pilot was your pilot's yes. friend that came Gina, in. And Gina, yes. Gina we came have in. have to get her again. And it was just so She's amazing cool. for those girls. She's like amazing. As they were walking out, they are like, I don't know if I want to be a, a pilot now and do this and that. And or an engineer. Those, yeah. those are the two things that they were between. And yeah. that, she was incredible. Oh, she's a, she is the coolest female, I tell you. Yeah. Just fun. And she loves her career and just all of the places that she's been. And being one of the youngest first kind of 
female captains for 747. I mean, that's, I don't know, that's pretty big deal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I love that you're always like doing these STEM things. You'll just be in your backyard. You're launching a rocket that lands on the roof, you know. So. I love it. <laughs> I love, I, I love like, what you do for your kids in that sense. Now, what, what do you feel is like the biggest challenge as a parent to get these kids excited about these kind of things and find their own way? You know, I think as a parent, I don't ever, I don't want to put the pressure on my girls, especially to do what I did or um, to give them pressure because, you know, they will feel like I have to do this because that's the only way my mom's going to be proud of me. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't want to do that at all. I want them to find their own passion and try and figure out what they really love. And I think that's a challenge because I, I definitely want them to uh, be successful no matter what they choose and just not, I guess, you know, making it where it's my passion. I want them to have their own. That That's kind of challenging for me because I am so passionate about, you know, aviation and, and uh, aerospace and, you know, I know Sophia is definitely loves that arena and I think that's her own but it's interesting with with my oldest now who kind of talks about mom I I think I kind of want to be a pilot and like just I love it I love it but I'm trying to be calm and not be so excited so good for her well what do you think though so if like about you see your mom she does get really geeked up right (laughs) yeah she's been she's been such a big supporter of so much of the moxie girl stuff and then even with the international drone day and like all the behind the scenes like do you feel like you have your own voice and your own path like what are your thoughts on like how you fit into this picture yeah my mom really gives me options about how i want to go in life she doesn't just continuously like pressure me into aviation i kind of just started doing it on myself by myself watching my mom do it all the time and i thought it was really fascinating watching how a little machine can go up in the air and do a bunch of cool tricks and I kind of just wanted to learn that for myself. And then like before you went into the, what is it, was it, is it called Hack Wars? Like the one that she did, what is that one called? It was Girls for Tech. Girls for Tech, Tech. but even that, because I saw you the day before you left and you were super nervous, super super nervous. (laughs) But even that, you know, she kind of just gave you the little nudge, right? Like so, so maybe sometimes in that, because how did, like, well, I don't want to Well, talk about what it, talk about, well, first uh, let's touch on uh, your experience, I think that was like four years ago uh, when you went down and then talk about the whole hack wars. Like we were so excited, oh like gosh, so cool. about that. That was amazing. Um, it was my first year and I believe the third year that American Airlines kind of does this hackathon where they bring in all of their technology folks um, and they create solutions to problems through technology. and. They do that within a 24-hour period, and then they literally have three minutes to pitch that idea. And that was also the first year they had drones. Um, DJI had sponsored and, and brought in some drones for that hackathon. And I knew going in that DJI was, was a part of um, the Hack Wars that year, and so I knew I wanted to be on that team. And so as we got there, we there was still I was a little bit late but they were forming teams outside and there wasn't really very many of us and no one else had formed a drone team and the leader said hey we need some teams get you know pitch your ideas really quick and I said drones for aircraft maintenance inspections you got it get your team together and so we had uh, five team members that we kind of all got together went and sat down and you know created 
you know, looked at a lot of data to kind of see like, you know, what, what, what would we do with using the drones for aircraft maintenance inspections? And so we took about 24 hours, developed something really small, and we pitched to our senior leaders and it was like literally three minutes and we kind of showed our app and it wasn't that we didn't think we won we just knew we were ahead of our time Mm -hmm. and we went and sat down and a little while later all the teams had pitched and they were announcing the winners and we had used these um, goggles that were also a vendor there where we tied in the drones with with the goggles to where you can do a remote inspection. So you can, the engineers maybe in Phoenix would be able to see where the drone and what the drone was doing if it were say in Paris, France. Wow. You know, so they can kind of do that, you know, virtual type of inspection. And we, so that, that vendor, came up and said that we had won for their vendor prize, which was super exciting for us. We were done. Like we thought, okay, we got this because we were kind of the underdogs and we were literally packing up. They were announcing all the winners and they came to the first place winner. And we were almost, we were literally walking out the door and they called our name. Wow. And we were called Return of the Drones. (laughs) And we won that year for, for our application. And since then, just really, you know, taking that and doing a lot more with it. It was just so cool. It's, it's really neat too that you're, that a company that you work for is really interested in your ideas mm-hmm. and, and where you go with that. So it was very, very neat. And I think the coolest thing is like, this is someone who like, didn't want to like rock the boat, like sat in the back of the class. Yes. And then yeah, now it's like, you're like, you're like, I'll get a team together, I'll lead in this. And yeah. you know, kind of goes on there. And cool. you know, like it was so awesome like that you guys brought that home and so awesome that American Airlines does that. And then I'll kind of talk about like what they started for the kids, you know, for the, the kids of uh, employees of American Airlines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, so this past year was the first year that they brought in Girls for Tech. They weren't really sure how it was going to go. And it was kind of a hackathon, the same as the much larger hackathon today. I mean, I think we had a thousand uh, team members this past year in May. And so this Girls in Tech was 50 girls and they brought them from um, the American Airlines employees and they brought them in and and they hacked to humanitarian i think was mm-hmm. the the kind of idea and then they were free to kind of talk about you know create anything that they wanted and i will say you know before probably sophia talks about it i still at work people talk about because the last three no it was five, the last five teams got up and pitched in front of the entire audience at the hackathon and so there were probably with our vendors too so over a thousand people that they pitched to and everybody was so impressed and what we learned from them i think was probably just a a big pivotal moment Mm -hmm. for all of us so Mm -hmm. yeah i feel like you should talk so (laughs) (laughs) so for our idea so i didn't first first... tell us tell us about like who's on your team where were they from Okay, so I had we had five people on no we had four people on a team that was me, um, someone who was originally from Dallas, so where it took place, and we had a couple other people, like uh, one girl like there's they're, they're all different age groups. So two of them were like 14, 15, I was 12, and this one other girl was like 10, 11. Mm. So we were all kind of like diverse in our age group, and we all had a bunch of different ideas. And unlike other groups, 
on that, we had a completely different idea. Everyone was heading towards the direction of like emotional and finances, and we talked about the euthanization of pets in the U.S. because a lot of pets are euthanized in the U.S. every year. So we talked about how would we solve. I, I just watched that. the dog's purpose last night, and I'm still oh. a mess. I'm still a mess. Oh, I I go on, it. go on. No thanks. <laughs> yeah. So we created an app, and we presented it in front of everybody. Basically, the app was that it was like a huge filter to find the pet you wanted. It was it was like any animal you wanted, like scales, you know, for everything like that. And they narrowed it down to five groups, and we presented and we had like this one person speaking the entire time and she did amazing and yeah you used google slides right um what we did, did you not use for we your presentation used, um, don't tell me powerpoint we did not no, use okay. that. No, no no it was um i forgot what it was called it was keynote on ipads or no it was something Code? like like it was like red i don't remember what it was called but it was some like these people came in like there were these young like brilliant girls who came in and taught us all about it and it was so cool i don't know what it was called because you made an app right mm-hmm. yeah. yeah 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 and she she demoed that and of course can i say it was <laughs> yeah. the crowd went wild when they said it was tinder for pets oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then they went wild again when they showed pictures and it was like oh they got this uh, <laughs> yeah. That is she was very, very different, very different from all the rest. It was mm-hmm. cool. Now, yeah. how confident were you? Like, I know your mom talked about how nervous you were, like, right before you, like, went on stage. Like, were you guys feeling, like, after you present, like, before you, what was your feeling before you went on stage? Before we went on stage, I was so nervous because at me as a person, I hate going in front of people and presenting. That idea just scares me so much. So it would be from, like, scared from being to 30 people to go to like over a thousand that was really scary but when we got these are, on these there, are big wigs right yeah. these are like all these are like, our leaders at american yes yeah but after no pressure yeah yeah <laughs> right after we got on it was you know you're always like the most nervous before and then when you get on it's kind of a serene and calm so we were all kind of calm about it and then after we like the nerves kicked in we all like got really nervous it was really now, after you uh, got the, the laughs about the joke and you guys went off stage, like, did you feel like, you know, we got this in the bag or you kind of like didn't want to be too confident? So we weren't too confident because we thought that maybe since our idea was so diverse that it was, yeah, it was very yeah since it was very different from the rest, that they would kind of exclude that from the rest and we'd get eliminated. But we also had like that small hope that maybe it was a good kind of diverse. So... It was kind of, we didn't expect to win first place, but we didn't think we'd get the last place either. And I I think it goes back to like what your mom says, just like opening your horizons and it kind of goes Mm -hmm. back and kind of builds on that. Now, what do you think was like the greatest thing you took away from that, that weekend experience? So I think that I, from listening to everyone else, like all the girls that are so smart and being there, I just learned a lot about, like, I didn't, before we presented our idea and before we even came up with it, I had no idea what euthanization meant, any of that. And I didn't, well, I wasn't aware of what was going on and with, like, the pets. So I kind of just learned a lot, and it wasn't even about, like, stuff that we learned in school. It was kind of just stuff that you learn on your own outside of school, and it was really cool. 
That's awesome. Uh, we were so excited too oh that gosh. that you uh, went there yeah. and your mom was like giving us like like hourly like yeah. text updates, kind of keeping us in the loop. And yeah. you are the definition of of a STEM rock star in that oh, sense. Yeah. And really talk about the role model and like you know kudos to American Airlines for yeah. doing this. And I just feel like you know um, this is what the fifth year of Moxie Girls you've been running, or is yeah. it the fourth? This is, I don't know. But like you know back then it's just like it's just like more and more of these organizations, companies are understanding this. And you know when we set up, we started Moxie Girls. We're like this is a problem. Silicon Valley can't solve yeah. it's like yep. you know we have to start from the ground up yep. and that's what we wanted to tackle and to understand that every student can do this yes. and have these opportunities and uh, one of my favorite things was just like your infinite knowledge of drones and <laughs> how you pass that along to to my little kids and you know the moxie girls yeah. and like you like something just comes out of you like as a presenter <laughs> and like what you do like the tellos like I mean we're obsessed with the tellos oh and you know we're in the process of trying to get the uh, the, te uh, the tellos edus and the things you can do with that uh, talk to us about like you know, your love of drones and just I mean the things you can do with them is just like crazy well, like my mom, I really think that drones and aviation are our future. Like, we're getting more technology and we're advancing every year. And it's just really cool to watch how the human race is, like, making these, like, great things. Like, when I was started out with drones in, like, fourth, fifth grade, uh, it was, like, these small drones. And now we have, like, these huge drones that are going into forests and saving people that get lost. And I think it's yeah. so cool. Yeah to be able to control like this little thing in the air and use use it for good purposes. I think that's really cool. Now what's your go-to drone? Um, I like the Spark, cause you can control it with your hand. Yeah. And I think that one's my favorite. That's the one that you demoed in mm -hmm. our meeting that one time? Okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. I like that one a lot. It's got a really good camera too, and she loves photography, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well that's so cool too. It's like bringing those two things together. Yeah, you're yeah. a great photographer. Thank you. <laughs> I, I do love the, uh, is it the Maverick? That uh, you know takes those aerial photos that you had like in the drone club like last oh, year. Oh, the Mavic, like, yeah, the yeah. Mavic Air, yes. The Mavic Air, yeah. Like, I mean, those still pictures, small and mighty. Yeah, yes. and the pictures that they can do, like, I mean, like, what are those called? Like, what's that filter that they come in? They kind of take those globe shots. Oh, you there's know? like orbit and rocket and different yeah, things. Yeah, cool. that goes straight up and then does like the sphere. I forget what that one's called, but yeah, that sphere mm -hmm. one's cool. You know yeah. what I think is really interesting is. You know, we've waited a super long time for, you know, we had to wait for you to get into Moxie, right? Yeah. And yeah. so it was a waiting thing. But then, like, you you sometimes, um, you know, because you said you get a little nervous and you don't like to be in front of people. And so, like, there's this side of you that you're standing there, and until you're doing any of your stuff, you kind of are, like, in <laughs> on yourself. And yeah. then you put something like a drone in your hand and you're given this leadership position mm -hmm. and you like blossom. Mm -hmm. Like when you did our thing for the um, for the group, the teachers and mm -hmm. you demonstrated drones and, yeah. and how they can be used. And then when you taught all the Moxie girls, mm -hmm. I mean, I think, I don't really, I don't know if any of them had flown a drone, but if there was only like one or two. Yeah. And you like broke it down for them and you showed and you taught Ryan and so, I mean, you're so good at that. And then there's something that comes out of you mm -hmm. that I just love to see because it's like you find your voice and you just step into that, you know? Mm -hmm. And I just think that you had a huge year last year though, because talk about being out of your comfort zone. You went out for cheer too. Yeah. So like it was a big year for you to start like finding you know the things that are your your passion and kind of being more more confident in that and i just loved watching you yeah 
especially being Moxie Girls as well was awesome. I think that's like, you helped. know, it's like yes. so cool. Like her older sister Taylor is Moxie Girls as well. Yeah. And, you know, just kind of cool how these things all kind of come together. And it's, you know, it's hard for me to like call you Sophie today because I always call you <laughs> Sophia, you know, like yeah. and you I always call her Sophie. Call her. And, yeah. and I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, she'll always be Sophia to me. Like, yeah. you know, so I called her in third grade. And yeah. it's like hard to think about like you as an eighth grader. Like one of my favorite memories I actually came across the picture the other day. Do you remember your hair for crazy oh, hair day oh, in third I grade? That was the best. Yeah, it, was, it was like the absolute best. Like so uh, Sophie did like this like pencil in the hair. Like her it was dad. like a who yes. like yeah. it was it, it yeah. was truly amazing. I was like, how fast these things come. I need that for and the eighth grade slideshow. Uh, <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll do my best. And so, Sophie, I take pride, so uh, we can keep that under wraps. Uh, but it was, it was just awesome, and like I just loved you having you as a student. Like every time I see you, you're just always so respectful, and like you know, yeah. you like, Laura, you should be so proud of her. Thank you know, you. she's a, an amazing kid. Thanks. Now, with that being said. I love your Twitter profile. I think your Twitter profile goes, my life changed, sitting oh. next to someone on a plane or something yeah. to that regards. Can you kind of talk about like, you know, your love of drones and how your life changed? Yeah, I was on an aircraft. I don't remember where I was flying from and there was a gentleman sitting next to me. We just got into a conversation and he was in the military, I believe in the army. And he uh, was doing a lot around drones and the drone technology and, and the military. And I was so fascinated with him in that conversation that it always kind of stuck with me because I knew eventually that I would want to go back for my master's, get a little bit more education under my belt. And it actually was probably three or four years later and I decided to just go for it. The girls were you know, in school at the time, so I knew I could probably handle a nighttime online class. And there was nothing out there that had unmanned systems or drones as a university. And then I found a gentleman uh, who had started Unmanned Vehicle University. And I decided to go back and I kind of talked to him through it. There wasn't a lot of students at the time. And I went with it. And because it was all online, it was stuff that I could do at night. And so I went through and worked through uh, many programs that they had, autonomous vehicles, robotics, uh, aerodynamics. I loved it. I loved it. And if people tell you not to, you know, go back for your master's later on in life, do it. It was mm -hmm. an incredible experience. And through that, just kind of inspired that love of unmanned systems, not just from an air standpoint, but, you know, then through Hack Wars at American. And even this past year, we brought in the urban air taxis, which are the on-demand. For Uber. Yes, yes, air taxis. And so we brought in Bell um, which is Textron's to Textron today, but uh, the Nexus, the Bell Nexus, which is kind of one of those uh, manufacturers and the um, air taxi that, that Uber is looking at. There's a couple others. Um, and so we had brought them in this year. And again, one of those things where you're kind of before your time, but uh, it was a very, it, it is such a neat industry because right now from an air perspective with aviation, we are moving, we're changing aviation history right now and how regulations move to kind of incorporate drones into the airspace and how that looks with manned aviation and where we're headed. I mean, regulations are tr changing dramatically and, you know, how they're going to fit well together and around airports and, you know, a lot of safety around manned aviation is, is through data and through, you know, accidents and incidents 
that's that have happened and so it's created a lot of regulations and so we don't want to have an accident and so how are we going to be proactive and what are we going to do to make sure that you know these unmanned systems don't interfere with the manned systems and all of that. So it's been really interesting driving that at American and getting more involved from a policy and regulatory side. Um, and it's, it is our future. And I think I love it because I'm in it and I'm able to help drive those changes because, you know, obviously I wasn't here with Wilbur Wright, so. Yeah. <laughs> now, 1903, I was definitely not I feel certain that you weren't. Yeah. Now, can you no. tell us the actual name of your master's? Like, what, what was the degree called? It was Master's of Unmanned Systems Engineering. Wow, that's a mouthful. So there. it kind of had that broad of, um, you know, and it's interesting because when, when I was going through my master's, we had just had the uh, 19 hotshots that passed away in the fire up north in mm -hmm. northern Arizona. And one of my projects through one of the classes was to try and figure out how can we solve that, maybe using technology. And it was using drones and having almost like a swarm system mm -hmm. where there was kind of a master and being able to really use those drones and look in with infrared and seeing where the fire's movement, you know, where people are and kind of directing the local fire departments on how this movement of fires were happening. And so that was my project. And now we are doing that. It's, it's happening today in the public safety realm and what they're doing with accident reconstruction, you know, on highways being able to open freeways much faster uh, using that technology and drone technology. Now, was that Mesa doing that or I forget what police department was doing that? Or so, sorry, I know we had uh, Peoria. Peoria. Peoria came out. Mm -hmm. Peoria was at International Drone Day last year. That's fascinating and, yeah. to hear what they're doing with drones. Yeah, searching, you know, from, from searching for people to, you know, the accident reconstruction to helping with firefighting and, you know, it's saving lives. It really is. Like, what do you think, though, for us as educators? Like, what do you think would be the, uh, the most beneficial thing that we could incorporate? here on our campus like to really help prepare the kids for the drone industry like what would you like to see education offer in that department like partnered with drones you know I think from an education side it's awareness I, you know I think right now we're getting into the schools and teaching them like this is something that's happening today mm -hmm. it, it is really that awareness I think of exposure. this is that exposure mm -hmm. to different career fields from you know not just the drone itself and being a pilot but the autonomy side of it and using technology to make them fly by themselves mapping mapping's huge you know 3d models um, you know being able to kind of show them that you know in urban air mobility you know, the air taxis, you know, they're gonna be autonomous eventually, maybe not in my lifetime, but you know, that that kind of technology and what drives that, the infrastructure that is built around that smart cities, mm -hmm. all of that technology. And it's, I think it's just awareness of mm -hmm. what's really coming and showing that future, even space. You know, you look on Elon Musk, I mean, gosh, look what he's doing. Yeah, he's so. not a slacker. No, he's <laughs> not a slacker at all. Yeah, and I, and I like how you keep kind of coming back to like you know the data, probability, statistics, yes. Yes. and kind of like what, a, what important role yep. that kind of goes into your your business, your profession, everything you do, and oh, like yeah. you know it's like it's just going to start younger. Yep. And the thing I love about drones is like you know you're just seeing them more and more in classrooms and like and you know all over the country like the ability of better drones cheaper drones yes. i mean my son's in first grade and he's probably got like close to like 50 flights on the the telos oh, of videos awesome. cameras so landing thanks to and, sophie's yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> really? like, truly it's just uh truly amazing what's happening like in the drone industry yeah. and as we talk about like mapping like you know kind of something exciting 
that um, we were doing, you know, like I use drones in my classroom, you're doing the Moxie Girls International Drone Day. And, you know, two year or two of the last three years, like the Moxie Girls have been the youngest group of people to host the International Drone Day, which is awesome. So cool. And then um, she maps reached out to us and was like, I love what you're doing with drones. And and we were excited and we're like, this is what we do. And like I do like drone racing, coding, like with drone blocks. I just love the Tellos and like I mean you even talked about like how Parrot's not even even producing those anymore but people are still buying the Parrot drones but then you need like that tinker count to go with that so I'm not a big fan of the Parrots I just love the DJI they're great they are they're they're truly amazing yeah we're trying to get Tello EDUs right you can swarm them together yeah yeah. 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 those are those are I mean there's so many cool things you can do with those but then so she maps is from Australia you've been to Australia have you ever been to Australia no I want to go that's my next and I love sponsor yeah <laughs> um, and so they reached out and they're like, I love what you're doing. I love what you and uh, your partner, Mrs. Cofield, are doing with drones in the classroom and in your clubs and introducing these kids. And she's like, would you be willing to do like this like webinar? And I was like, I'm like, yeah, we're, we're, we're all excited about this. And uh, it's the world's first online drone conference coming up. And, you know, we, we sent our pictures. We got our normal pictures. You know, I got my crazy Twitter profile it's picture. So cool. You have your you cassette like, picture. It looks the best, by the way. Yeah. And it's <laughs> like, I did see that. It's, it's, like, yeah. it's like merged together. And I was just like, and I'm looking at like these like all professors. I'm like, I'm like, you know, these people like working for DJI. I'm like, we do not belong here. And like, but it's oh, just yeah, like so do. typical then, us, yeah, you know. And, yes, you do. And so the most exciting thing is like, I'm like, we gotta get Lori. I'm like, she's yeah. like someone that really needs to be talking about these things. And we're so, we were so excited to see you pop up on yeah. the website there, and you're gonna be Thanks part to of this That's a treat uh, part of this everybody. online conference there. Yeah. Now, where do you see what what are the biggest obstacles do you think like in in drones and you know safety? Like, I mean, I feel like the government has really like relented in some of the regulations. It's slow, right? And so, you know, from a regulatory standpoint, that's really, I can't say that it's suffocating the innovation for the drone technology, but it's certainly been something that's a hurdle, you know, for that industry. But but it's moving. It is moving. And you see a lot of collaboration in the industry with drone manufacturers, with government, with um, a lot of the industry just really kind of coming together to create a solution and there's nine different test sites today that that's exactly you see the the name the big key name players in the drone industry you know skyhawk precision hawk um, a lot of these companies that are coming together with the manufacturers like dji and companies and even fedex you know where they're really saying okay this is what we want to do how can we make it work and how can we do this safely and create some standards around you know what 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 it would be to 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 do this and so i think regulations probably is but it's moving. It is moving, and they're and the FAA is really on board. It's probably the first time now they're doing. You can go. FAA now has podcasts and webinars, and they're they're getting out there on Instagram and they're doing live. Hey, ask a ask us a question because I think a lot of recreational and hobby pilots who go out there who buy drones, they're not quite sure. Like, am I supposed to fly here? They don't know. Yeah. And so being able to kind of say, okay, let's register your drone and let's talk to the FAA. Let's talk to somebody. No question is stupid. Mm -hmm. And because that's what they want. They want to engage the public out there because they want to create a safe environment for everybody. 
And that's the ultimate goal there. I mean, I love when John, like yes, what he was yeah. talking about, like the security. Yes. I mean, he's done Super Bowls, Taylor Swift conference, actually met Taylor Swift. Yeah. Um, but yeah. like uh, he was just so amazing. And like when he was like talking about the security and kind of showing me like the thing, it, it, my mind was blown by oh, like, you know, what they could do. And now, did you ever uh, get your drone pilot like that? Wasn't that there that big test that you can take? Yeah, the I part remember. 107. Yeah, yes, so. remote certificate. Yeah, I just actually went through my renewal let's see, last year, September. So I got it right away when they first came out with it in 2016. And I went and did my test. And so then you have to renew every two years. And so I renewed last year, September. That's a doozy of a test. I was looking at some of the practice questions. I was like, yeah. wow, you need the to know. The knowledge test, you, yeah. You need to know your <laughs> aviation stuff. Yes. And you know what? Now, what they think what they're realizing, too, is that hands-on experience, too, and being able to kind of prove that, okay, I can do a knowledge test, but, you know, can I safely fly, truly? And, and I think that's really why it's so fascinating to me that some of these schools are getting the drone technology in because, you know, that's where I think companies will kind of eyeball these kids, even through high school. Uh, you know, when you look at State Farm, who really want to use the drones for accidents and things like that, or, you know, um, anything with flooding or, you know, inspections of roofs mm -hmm. and things like that. Regions They're going to pull in these kids from high school that get their Part 107, you know, and that's a cool part-time job. Yeah. If you're, or even your future, if you wanted to, but, you know, as something that you can think about when you're, when you're going to college, but... Yeah, it, it's really fascinating that they're really kind of educating these kids and showing them what safe, you know, how to be safe pilots out there and how to safely fly. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's an exciting time. I'm excited. Uh, I'm my final thoughts are just I'm so excited that we had this time together to kind of pick your brains. I feel like we, you know, there's so much more we could dive into, but we're nearing 60 minutes here, so I want to ended on this uh, i just want to thank you so much oh, for coming on you. this was thank such a good you. time sophie <laughs> it's just uh, always a blast to get some time to hang out with you pick your brain schofield final thoughts i just i'm really excited to uh see the growth in you sophie <laughs> over the years and just so proud of the kind of role model you are for the girls at our school and I want you to take that and, you know, shoulders back and, and, and really uh, proud of all that you've accomplished, uh, you know, next year when you go to high school and just keep being that person that stands out and really um, represents girls and what they're capable of. I'm super proud of you. <laughs> and you. obviously, we're always so thankful for everything that you've brought to our school and continue to push us and introduce us to. I mean, there's so many things that we did last year and the year before just because of things that you've exposed us to. And so it helps us be better and give more to our kids, which is awesome. And obviously the girls are lucky to have you as a role model. I'm just saying Aww, you're making everybody you. better. So thank you. You guys are the ultimate steam STEM <laughs> aviation dream team. No there. pressure, but yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, continue to do and like, you know, we always say like, you know, that's what Moxie Girls is found on like you know the number one most important factor is like seeing people in those roles and mentorship yeah. and you know what you do in that terms like within your own children and their friends and everyone in the industry is truly remarkable and I still have the, uh, remember the uh, paper airplane that you guys got me in third grade as a teacher appreciation oh, gift? Yeah. Like, uh, I, I never successfully got to fly, but it's, uh, <laughs> it's actually still sitting over there, right there. Oh, and it's like so uh, cool. just your love of technology and like what you do for the industry is truly wow. remarkable. Thank you very much. I think Thank I've you. learned a lot from from you guys, and I feel like you know as much as you appreciate you know industry coming in. I mean, for me, it's 
It's a, it's so incredible. I mean, I talk about you guys all the time in the school and what the school is doing, and well, I keep am us relevant. Away. <laughs> keep telling us yeah, what we can do because uh, you know we just want to make sure that these kids oh. get everything that they can. So, oh, lucky kids! <laughs> all right, we're going to there. Catch us next side, and we're out. <laughs> If you're like us and you can't get enough of the Nailed It wall, you can follow me on Twitter. You can find me at Mr. Lane, the STEM guy. And me at a positive proton. And me at Drone This on Instagram or Lori Grabham on LinkedIn.